Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. I am joined today by somebody I've connected with a lot in the past, and she's absolutely amazing. So today we're talking to Samantha King, who is an online course expert, all about course creation. And I love courses. I love the additional revenue stream, turning your services into a course, helping more people. So welcome. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad we're finally, I know I've had you on my podcast and I'm glad we're finally getting around to doing this interview for your podcast. Yes. I've wanted to have you on for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell the audience a little bit more about you, your story, kind of how you got started and, and what, maybe why you love courses so much? Yeah, I think that that is something, like you said, I am a course expert. I really work on selling the course. Like that's really what I work with my audience on. And it starts with the course creation. And I I always love to say, you got to dive into your one thing. I mean, the online space is crowded. There's, we're really dealing with this attention economy. So when I sat down and was like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out on my own. I'm going to have my own business. It's going to be online. I had to really think about, okay, what makes me different? And I was like, you know, there's so much going on in the online space, but I really know a lot about teaching, right? I'm a former teacher. I've been in the classroom. I've been in all kinds of different settings. I've taught, you know, kindergarten to grade eight. I've taught in before and after school programs, camps, like all these different settings. I've worked with all kinds of different kids. And I thought to myself, you know, I know how to teach. Not only do I have my professional training for my bachelor of education, but I have all this other practical experience and I was homeschooling my kids at the time. So I was like, okay, I know how to teach. Let's bring this into the online course space. And when people ask me, you know, how are you different than the other online course professionals out there? I tell them, you know, I understand how the brain learns. I'm a teacher first and foremost. And I really wanted to dive into that. It was after my son was born, I had some really bad postpartum and I really was focused on doing something that lit me up, doing something that got me excited. And I I loved teaching and I couldn't do that anymore for different reasons. And so I was like, okay, how do I continue this thing that I love with my new passion for online businesses? And how do I do it in a way that's authentic? It makes sense, but isn't overwhelming. I love that you have the teaching background because I, I do find that in the online course creation space, especially business to business courses, Mm -hmm. many people have a lot of knowledge, but they don't necessarily have that knowledge or skill of actually teaching the knowledge that they have. So I think this is so important because I know sometimes it's just like, oh, I just want to throw information at people in my course. And that's not the way to teach. No, it's not. In fact, you'll get, and we'll talk about this, but you'll basically get people who don't finish the course, walk away and never buy anything from you again. And that of course 
is not the point of what you're doing here. I mean, that is the worst case scenario. We don't want that, do we? No, I think courses are so like, I'm a course junkie. I love courses. I like, I don't know how many I have now. I I say like 500 because I keep, I have a list now that I can refer back to. They're all categorized. Yeah. But I have so many courses and I think they're not only amazing for the students, but, and the impact that you can make on way more people than you can with Mm one-to-one, but they're also really amazing for the business owner. So what would you say are some of the benefits to somebody who like is maybe wanting to create their first course? Yeah, there's a couple of different sides that you can come at this from. I mean, if you are somebody who is selling one-on-one services, then you're really going to look at this as an opportunity to bring in more revenue without you having to physically stand there and do the work, right? Because when we're working one-on-one, we eventually hit an income earning potential ceiling, right? Like there are only so many hours in the day and you can't out earn yourself when it requires you to be there to do the service, right? To offer the service. So a course is a great way to do two things. It's a great way to increase your earning potential because you don't have to be there holding their hand while they learn. It's also a great way, at least the way I design courses, it's a great way to generate leads for that one-on-one work, right? Because not everybody that we meet is ready to work with us one-on-one. And so what I tend to do is before we even start creating the course, I work with my clients to figure out what is the value ladder? Your customer is on a journey. They're going from A to B. And you may have different value ladders based on who the customer is or where they are. But for the course you are creating, I ask them, what is the journey they're on? What is it that they need to learn from you? What doesn't need you standing there holding their hand while they learn it from you? that's what's going to be in the course. Another way to look at it is what are the things you would like them to know before they start working with you one-on-one or the things you would like them to have mastered before they start working with you one-on-one. Okay, those are your course objectives. Or you may even have a couple of different courses because I always say, and I think this is where the teacher in me stands out, right? We have the course gurus out there telling you, like put your process in the course and you have the one course and you sell the course. If you throw the kitchen sink at them when they're not ready for it, they're not going to finish it, right? So I actually, if you have like a couple of different things you want to teach or a couple of different things you want to master, I tell people to like do what you've done, which is almost like an academy of courses and they can pick what they want. So I think if that's who you are, if you're offering that one-on-one service, then that's the benefit of it. But I want to talk to those introverts in the audience who might be looking for more or even just the people who are looking for more freedom in the business that they're creating. They want more freedom in that they don't want to be tied down or sitting from Monday to Friday, and they don't want to create another job for themselves. They want to be like, hey, I'm going to create the course. I'm going to sell it. Everything's happening behind the scenes. I'm using email marketing to sell it. You know, those kinds of people. Courses are a great way to do that, right? They're a great product that you can sell without having to be in a specific place or time. Does that make sense? I just want to point out one thing that you said, because I've heard a lot of people, especially service providers that I work with say that, you know, I'm, I'm scared to offer a course because I feel like it'll take away one-to-one clients. Why would they want to pay me when they, when I'm giving them all my knowledge in a course? Like, well, you, you need to specify the value, like the people that you are going to get people who are going to take the course and never go forward with one-to-one. But I mean, that's not the point. The point is that 
with the people that would never do one-to-one, like you're not losing people. If somebody is going to hire you for one-to-one, they're probably not interested in taking a course to learn it themselves. They're hiring you for the time savings, for the value that you provide and that they just don't want to do it themselves. So I think that's something like a mindset thing that some service providers get into like, oh, if I give this away in a course, then mm-hmm. nobody's going to want to work with me. And I love that you pointed out, like it's it's a way to lead people to your one-to-one offers. Absolutely. Because the one-to-one offer is where the personalization happens, right? The last piece of the transformation that you're offering them requires personalization. I'm sorry, but we're all different people. You can only take me so far before I'm like, okay, now I need to work with you. And so I want you to think of your courses, your digital products as the way that you are getting them ready so that they're like, okay, there's nothing left for me to do, but hire you one-on-one. That's what we're doing. And and yeah, absolutely. You're getting the people who are never going to hire you one-on-one. You're still able to have an impact And it's not free content that you're putting out to have that impact, right? Because free can only take people so far. It really can. I always say free content is great for getting to know people, but that big transformation, that's something that not only do you deserve to charge for, but that's the nitty gritty stuff, right? That they really need to do the work and get in there. And that's why I would say free information can only take you so far. Yeah. And I I think it's, I was just thinking too, like, I, I think everyone, almost everyone I've ever hired one-to-one. I've purchased a course of theirs first. I wanted to see what they're all about, get familiar, make sure that we were going to be a good fit, that it resonated with me. Like, yeah, I learned a lot in the course, but I was still like, this is amazing, but I really, I need more support or I just don't want to do this myself. Exactly. And I trust this person because I've, I've seen their course content. I've gone through the videos. I learned a lot. Exactly. And now I'm ready to, to hire them one-to-one. So yeah, I've, I can't think of one person that I've hired for one-to-one that I've not signed up for a course. (laughs) Yeah. You almost know like the, okay, that's the free stuff. That's great. But I'm willing to pay, you know, $97 because I've watched the free stuff and I'm interested in this person. I think they can help me, but I want to see what their paid content is. I'm, I'm okay to spend $97 or whatever it is. Right. I mean, some courses are like, I mean, everything in my store is under $50. So you could like test me out for like 20 bucks, but I really want to see kind of what's behind that paid wall and exactly what you said. Get that sense. See if we jive as a teacher-student relation, because that's the other thing too, right? I mean, we've all had teachers that we were like, I absolutely am not getting this. Like you and I are not speaking the same language. We're not. And as we were kids, we didn't realize this. But as adults, we could probably go back and go, you know why that teacher and I hated each other? because we were speaking different languages, right? And so it's almost like part of your vetting process and your decision process. And when I took those courses, and I wanna say this to the people who are still worried about like that person may not hire me. When I took those courses, I did all the work and then I went, okay, but I still have these questions that are specific to me. I still need to book this person and get her to answer these parts because these are the parts that are specific to me. These are the parts that need personalization. So I want people to like get that out of their head. The people who were meant to work with you are going to work with you. They're going to get to that point like I did, like you did, where we're like, yeah, okay, now I either don't want to do this or I still have these things that need personalized services. So I'm going to book an hour or a session, a package, whatever it is with this person. Yeah. I I love what you said too, about your vetting them as a, as a teacher and like, 
I've even like, when I sign up for a course, it's like, I'm looking at everything. I'm looking at how they like the onboarding, how they tend to treat their paying customers now. Mm. And that tells me a lot about their values. And if we're going to align, if I do hire them one-to-one and their teaching style, like I, I think the only one, it was a program, but it was basically a course with live components for six weeks. Mm-hmm. I think that was like the only program that was like over 500 that I've signed up for where I didn't really know the person. I didn't do the vetting. I didn't sign up for a lower course or offer first. And I got into this live program. I think it was $2,000. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. I, I can't like connect with her at all. And I know like right? everyone loves her and I know the content is amazing. The knowledge is amazing, mm-hmm. but the the learning, it's just, I, I'm not, I, I can't connect with her. So yeah, that's not how you learn. So I think, yeah, vetting is so important. And I think even more now that we have like, there's so many options for people. Like there's, there's yeah. so many people who teach about courses. There's so many people who I think now more and more people are like, oh, I help introverts. So it's important to really do that vetting process. And your clients are going to be doing that process too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're giving them this opportunity without having to give them something for free. I mean, there's a power in somebody coming into your world as a paying customer versus somebody who downloaded a freebie or got something for free. And we know that. I mean, that's the philosophy behind a tripwire. So I just think it's really important to remind yourself that it's part of that vetting process. They are still going to want to work with you one-on-one. They're not going to get the transformation without that personalization. And it's a good way to almost triage or allow people to self-qualify with whether or not they're going to go forward with you as a paying customer in any iteration of what you offer. Mm -hmm. I love that. So one question I know I love talking about repurposing. So one question I have here is, can you repurpose the content you already have into a course? Absolutely. I want to say absolutely. People think that like, oh my goodness, they get overwhelmed by like, the course is going to have to be this many modules. It's going to have to be, you know, all this stuff. And then how am I going to create it all? And I really tell people like, You want to have three objectives, three things that your students are going to be able to do at the end of the course. You want 20 minute, maybe 45 minute modules. I always say, is your module a sitcom or a drama? Like think about what people consume regularly, create time around that. And I I like to say that your content is your starting off point, right? Because first of all, you want to create something that your people want. So, I mean, you are the queen of like looking at your analytics. What are people reading about on your blog? What are people searching, right? When I took your searches to lead accelerator, that's what we learned about. You know, how do we find out what people are searching online? Look at your analytics for your blog. What are they really into? Look at your email, right? What are they clicking on? What are they opening? And then what are they clicking on? You know, these are the things that are going to tell you, this is what my audience wants right now. And then you can say, okay, what content do I have for this? Because The thing that we all get really in our own heads about is, well, I'm not really an expert on anything, right? We get into our own heads about this, but you're creating content that your audience is telling you they want to learn from you about, right? You just need to be two or three steps ahead of your audience. They've already said, you're an expert, you know stuff that I want to learn. So you want to say, hey, okay, great. What is the stuff that I know that you want to learn? What are you clicking on? What are you engaging with? You know, in my Facebook group, what was the biggest thread last week that people could not stop talking about, right? These are the things that are going to give you that clue that, hey, this is what they want to learn. 
Then you can dive into your content and say, okay, what do I have? And really what you're doing is there's the first thing they're paying you for is curating that content into a cohesive linear order that they can learn from. Secondly, you may have a little bit more to say on this, right? Maybe you have a bunch of podcast episodes that you're going to curate into it. And you're like, hey, I'm going to do an episode at the beginning where I kind of preface it and tell them, you know, what to expect, kind of like your welcome video. It's not a video for a podcast, but it's like your welcome episode. And here I've got a bunch of different podcast episodes for you. Maybe you're going to provide the context for them, right? As you're going through it, you know, you are this person, you need this, you want that. And here are the things I want you to think about as you're working through it. You're going to add a workbook or some worksheets to it, right? You're going to add a little bit here and there, but it's not starting from scratch, which I think is the biggest thing that people worry about is I have to start from scratch. Do I have time for that? Then when they start like, oh, I start thinking about it, they'll say to me, well, I'm not really an expert. So, and I always say to them, look, You are though, your audience is into certain things. They're telling you that by what they're engaging with and how can we start from there and create a course around it? I hear that a lot. Like, oh, I'm not an expert. I can't use numbers that some people use. Like, oh, this course of mine helps Victoria have a 60K launch and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but your audience doesn't care about that. I mean, your people, they don't care about that. They want your, like what you said at the beginning about your unique position, like what is unique about you? And there is something, I promise you, it may be hard to, to find it and, and realize what it is, but there is something that is very unique to you. And it's what is bringing in the right people up to this point when you've decided to create a course. Absolutely. Like you have people in your community, they have already said you are the expert to them. You only have to be three or four steps ahead. And I think the other thing I want to point out is that there are people out there who are researching things on the internet and then putting them together as a course. If you have a skill that you've mastered, you're already ahead of those guys because a lot of the time they haven't even mastered it. They're just like, here's what I found on the internet. So I'm putting it into a course, Mm -hmm. right? And you are coming at it as somebody who has the life experience, who has mastered the skill set, who your audience has already identified as an expert to them. So just trust them, right? Just trust them. And if you want to know, like, if you don't have those numbers, find ways to do market research with your audience, right? You can send them an email and ask them questions. If they reply to your emails all the time, then, hey, maybe put a call to action that they reply to your emails. LinkedIn polls are huge right now. Every time I go on LinkedIn, there's like four or five different polls, right? Here's a great way to get some market research from your audience. You know, if you can get on calls with them, great. Ask them questions. Hear how they're talking about it. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the sales page needs to really be using the words that they are using to describe the problem that you're solving. If you have numbers in there, fantastic. But I mean, you can find stats from anywhere. Mm-hmm right? You can, it doesn't necessarily have, if you want stats, it doesn't necessarily have to be the results that you've got. If you're just starting out, it could be here are the stats on this as an industry, right? So I, I think it's more important that we understand how they're talking about their problems so that we can speak to them and make sure that they are feeling seen and feeling heard on our sales page and in our marketing that we're doing. That I think is more important than, hey, I got Sarah this kind of result. I mean, as you grow, then yeah, sure, you're going to toot your own horn. But if you're just starting out, I think it's more important to make them feel seen and heard than it is to throw a bunch of stats at them. 
Yeah, I think market research surveys is so valuable. I need to send another one out soon, but (laughs) the last one I sent out, I still go back to all of the responses and look through them and see like, oh, is it, does it spark anything new that where I can help this person? And what I did initially, I think the last one I had over a hundred responses. So I was like, I think I gave something away for free. So I, I wanted more people to reply from my email list or fill it out. And what I did initially was I compiled the results overall for the checklists or the drop downs, like what people selected and figured out the average of everyone. But then I also went through and looked at each response individually. Mm -hmm. And I looked at it individually and read everything. And then I was like, is there something I can create that's going to help this person for what they said? Yeah. And then I went to the next one and did the same thing. And I had so many ideas, like so many products, Mm -hmm. (laughs) products and courses that I've created uh, came from that market research survey and and reviewing the answers like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really, that's really powerful because you can also get content ideas. Like there's so much that you can do by constantly engaging with your audience. And a lot of people will be like, well, they don't answer me. Well, it takes time. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I know when I first started email marketing and I put in, I have a Saturday email, which is like a recap where I put in, like, if I'm speaking, if I'm talking on podcasts, you know, if I've got a new product out, like it's kind of, you know, a weekly sales content consumption email. And at first nobody was opening it, but if they get it over and over and over again, it's like, oh yeah, that's right. This is what this is. And the open rate went up and then the click rate went up and then I would get replies, right? You know, we live in this world of everybody wants instant gratification. It takes time. But you can do that. And there's lots of different ways to get that data. There's, you know, SEO research, which I know you can help your audience with. Like I said, there's polls on Instagram. There's polls in Facebook groups. There's so many different ways. And and sometimes I just go into a Facebook group and kind of look through what's been happening recently. And I can get content. I can get, if it's my audience is hanging out in there, I can get market research from that. It's really just about getting creative and getting that data if they're not responding to you. But a lot of the time, like you said, I mean, when I want to do market research calls, I go into a group with the permission of the admin and I say, hey, I'm doing this market research. You, I have questions to ask you. And then you can have 20 minutes to ask me whatever you want about online course selling and creating. A lot of people will take you up on just that, right? So I think it's, you know, we overcomplicate things and we don't have to. The same with, you don't have to start from scratch when you're creating your course. You can use the YouTube videos, the podcast episodes, the blog posts. I mean, we're seeing courses that are just text. We're seeing courses that are just audio. It's not like, hey, I have to sit down and have this like studio and have everything recorded. A lot of my courses are voiceover courses where I'm sharing a screen and I'm talking to you but I'm not on camera because I move my hands a lot and I make funny faces or whatever and people get distracted. Mm -hmm. So I think there's such a push to feel like we have to do everything or everything has to be perfect and really, you know, just meet your audience where you're at. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense, right? I know we were talking about market research, but I feel like just show your audience that it can be easy, that it is possible. I love that you said that about the videos because that's something I did at the beginning. My first few courses, I was like, Oh, it needs to be perfect. I purchased like a actual backdrop to like put up behind me. And I was like, been there, like my makeup professionally done. Maybe I'll make a hair appointment and then I'll do like batch recording. And, but then that's not really a good use of your time either, because then if you need to re-record a video, (laughs) it's like you have all this perfect with your re-record, it sticks out like a sore thumb. So (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. I think it's more of like, I know for me, the corsets, cause I, like I said, I have so many, the ones that I can actually go through and learn from and like finish are the ones that are not perfect. They're yeah. more real. They're more authentic. That is what I'm craving as a learner. I don't want somebody who's like polished and like changing camera angles all the time and <laughs> perfect lighting. And that just distracts me. Cause I'm like, Oh, look at her hair. Look at how pretty that is. Look at that prop in the background. Like, <laughs> yeah. Which is why I do the voiceovers. Like I'm not on camera, which I know your audience will absolutely love. I am not on camera. And if you want to have like a script, that's perfect. You're like, Hey, I want to have slides. I want to have a script. This is what you do. You turn off the camera, you do a voiceover course, but I think it's really, like I said, they make it overcomplicated and, and going back to the market research thing, which is kind of where we started, you know, you're going to ask them what kind of course they want. And if they're used to reading your blog post, then they're probably fine with the text course, right? Cause they mm -hmm. like to read. If they're used to listening to your podcast, then they're probably fine with an audio only course, because that's what they're used to from you. They don't need you on video, on camera, you know, going off. I think it's really important to go back and, and say, okay, like, what are they used to? And then ask them like, and you do this really well in your emails, in your email marketing. Hey, I'm thinking of doing a course on this, or I, I'm thinking of offering this, you know, is that something you'd be interested in? Like, it really can be as simple as that. Mm -hmm. And when someone replies, then you ask them the next question. And the most powerful question that you can ask during market research is, do you know anybody else? <laughs> do you know anybody else I should talk to about this? That's a question that I need to ask more is, do you know anybody else? Because right? I've gotten that a lot. Like, hey, I'm looking to be a guest on podcast. Do you know of any? Let me know. Or like on application forms for summits, like, is there anyone else you would recommend as a speaker? And I'm like, I need to do things like that. I think that the introvert in me, it's like, I struggle to ask people for things, Yeah, but I know it works and it's amazing. And like, people are more than happy to provide referrals or, or like answer that. And if they have somebody that would be perfect. Like, it's just a matter of reminding yourself to ask those questions. Yeah. And I think too, it's important that you know, if you're dealing with imposter syndrome and you're asking these kinds of questions, like all, all the market research questions, and you're talking to more people, like you ask that one question, you end up talking to more people. I mean, this is all pre-selling work and you feel more confident. Like, I'm just going to say it. You feel more confident because you're like, they have told me that they want this, right? I am creating something I know people want. I understand the messaging. I know that I'm more confident in my sales copy and my email marketing when I'm like, hey, I talked to these people and I know this is what they want right? It's also great because then you got a list of people, like it can be nerve wracking. I know to try to get on the phone with people you don't know, especially if it's not your thing or you don't feel comfortable. And that's why I say there's tons of different ways to do market research. It doesn't have to be phone calls. But what I always say is you're creating this list of people who are going to want to buy the course. Like you're going to go back to them and go, remember that course we talked about? And you told me that this would be the perfect thing for you. Well, I've got it. Do you want to buy it? Because I think we spend so much time in our heads worrying about creating the course that we don't think about, okay, I'm going to have to sell this at some point. Mm -hmm. And the easiest, like sales is a numbers game. It's about action. And the more people you have in your funnel, the greater your chance of making your sales goal. And so I always tell people like your market research is more people in the funnel, right? Don't worry about whether the course is done. You can pre-sell it. You can do a wait list. You can drip content. There are so many different ways 
to do it, but getting out there right now and starting to create your authority and doing these market research calls and all that kind of work is really setting yourself up for sales success. And I think that's key when I work with my clients is I tell them, okay, we've got the course. As soon as you have the course outlined down, I can start creating content marketing. I can start guesting on podcasts. I can start doing email marketing. I can start creating. All I need to know is what's going to be in the course Mm -hmm. and not like what's going to be in each module, but what is the topic for each module? And I'm good to go. I feel like I'm really happy that we had this interview today because you've gotten me a little bit excited because I've been dragging my feet. I have to record the six remaining videos for a course that I (laughs) pre-sold. Now I feel ready. I'm like excited to go record after this. So Yeah. And, and I love that you said like, it wasn't all done, but I pre-sold it, right? You Mm -hmm. can drip things every week. And, and I mean, there's an accountability in that. If you're somebody who like pushes off the course creation stuff, sell it, tell them every week, they're going to get a new module and you give them the first couple of weeks. Maybe you make sure you have like week one and two done your welcome video in there. And then you get started every week. You start recording a module, right? Then you're not putting time and effort into a course that you don't know if it's going to sell because you've already sold it, right? So kind of exactly like what you're doing. And like I said, people get overwhelmed by the courses. The hardest part is getting out there and and staying focused enough to sell the course. Creating the course is easy. Mm -hmm. That doesn't take a lot of time, especially for my clients, because we look at the content you already have. We keep the courses simple, like no more than three objectives, no more than three things that they're going to be able to do at the end of it. And then we figure out, okay, what do we need to teach them in order for them to be able to do those things? And we use things like PowerPoint. You want a voiceover? Hey, great. PowerPoint. We're going to do PowerPoint because it's easy to edit, right? It, It edits by slide instead of having a 30 minute video, you have to go back and find like this two minute piece of, right? We, you know, you want to record it, record it on your phone if you have to and hello audio, can be your private podcast feed. That's where your course is housed. Like this kind of stuff doesn't have to be complicated. It's more, Hey, how am I going to get a sales plan together to sell it? So I can get it into the hands of the students who desperately need it, because that's what you're here for is to help your audience. Mm -hmm. So I would love to hear more about your sell your course membership. Yeah. Like I said, the hardest thing is doing the work staying accountable, staying focused to sell. And my sell your course membership, it's $9 a month. So it's super affordable. And it really talks about my borrowing audiences strategy, which you and I both know is very successful. It's how we find a lot of new leads and clients in our business. And what we do is, you know, you start off with the borrowing audience training, you make sure you've got your that all set up. And then every month I give you a challenge that has you either borrowing an audience creating authority building content, showcasing yourself as the expert, or we're working on something from taking them through that whole conversion process, audience from audience to buyer. So there's really three areas that your challenge could be on in that month. And I create the challenge for you. I bring in guests, episodes, we have private, a private podcast feed. And then after I talk to them, put my teacher hat on, create a challenge for you. And then all month, you know, it's about holding you accountable so that every month, You're not going, okay, I don't know how I'm going to reach my income goals. You go, okay, this is what I'm doing this month. And this is how I'm going to make sales. And so everything that I'm doing is planting the seeds because in a month you really have like your active sales stuff where you're like, Hey, I'm doing a flash sale or, Hey, this is on sale. And then you have your other stuff where you're planting seeds that you're going to harvest later. And the membership really is about helping you do that. And I do it for nine bucks a month. You also get an ask me anything session. And you have a whole community of other people who are selling online, whether they have the course yet or they don't. 
because like I said, as soon as you know what the course is on, you can start selling it. So that's what that membership is about. I wanted to keep it affordable. Like it doesn't need to be another, you know, hundred dollar a month membership. It's nine bucks, super simple, super easy. And it really is for people who like challenges or need that direction to make sure they're doing stuff that's going to help them sell rather than just hanging out on Instagram, because that's what they think is going to help them sell. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I love that it's focused on most things are just like knowledge. Here's content thrown at you. Whereas yeah. you put it into a challenge with accountability and it's yeah. actionable every single yeah. month, which is yeah so huge and what so many things are missing in the online space. Yeah. And guess what guys sales is about action. You Mm -hmm. don't do anything. It won't happen. So you have to take action, whether that's, you know, we had a challenge that was all about pitching podcasts, right? We had a challenge that right now, this month's challenge is at the time of recording, finding marketing content inspiration, right? Where, where can you go to find inspiration on what you're going to post? Other challenges we have are like how to get found on clubhouse how to sell on TikTok and how to put your perfect offer together. So it's not just about like, Hey, here's how to use this social media platform. It's always specific to like, how do we get found or how do we sell? And then I also have things that are like, Hey, you know, how can I build my authority through content? Like finding your content marketing inspiration. And then there's, as I said, like, let's talk about converting. So things like your offer, your sales page, all that stuff. That's amazing. And I know you also have a free challenge that we'll have all the links in the show notes, but for anyone who, who wants to get started, like we were talking about vet you even more after this episode, can you tell us more about the free challenge that you have? Yeah. If you are really jiving with what I'm saying about course creation and you're like, Hey, yeah, I do want a course that's going to generate leads for my one-on-one work or Smith. I really like how you said, I'm going to keep it simple and I'm going to have three objectives. And then I'm going to break that down into lessons. If you're really jiving with what I've said here about course creation, then my free five-day challenge takes you through that process. You get every day, you get a video, you've got a workbook to work through, and you can join my course creators den to meet other course creators and aspiring course makers through that. In fact, that's where the challenge is housed. And it's really about you coming out of it and going, okay, I have my course outline in place. I'm ready, right? Because once you have that course outline in place, it's time to sell it. It's time to get out there and start doing the work to build your authority, to get the right people into your audience not just the freebie people, but the people who are like, yes, I am a hundred percent a perfect fit for your course. As soon as it's ready, I'm going to give you my money. And that's where you go from the challenge to the membership, right? They kind of go hand in hand. So take the free challenge, vet me, learn about my process. And as you know, Tara, because I'm a teacher, it's all actionable. So you could walk away from this challenge and be like, okay, here's my outline. I got to go create it. Cause I even talk about how to record it, how to create content. That's going to sell it. You know, I, I really wanted you to have that foundational piece so that you could walk away and be like, Hey, I'm going to create my course off. I go. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are like, got my course outline, need a little bit more guidance, a little bit more action, love that you make everything actionable, Samantha, they can come and join us in the membership. I just want things to be easy. You know, I want things to be easy. I want things to be affordable. I just got tired of seeing my audience pay thousands of dollars to do something and then come to me and I'm like, you've got these pieces missing or they've got this course, but they have no idea how to sell it. Mm -hmm. And they pay thousands of dollars to learn how to create it. So that's why everything in my shop is under 50 bucks for the most part. Some things might be, you know, closer to a hundred. The membership's nine bucks. I've got the free course, like take it, go ahead here. 
this is how you're going to learn. Here's the foundational things to create your course. And that's completely free. Do your thing. I, I think that's why I love your business and you so much is because we connect on that level. Whenever I tell people that one of my brand values is affordability, they're like, that's wrong. Like you can't make money oh my goodness. value yeah. like that. Like you're, you're not charging your worth, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, ah. it's all the high ticket coaches yeah. out there that are like, what are you doing? No, that's not a value. <laughs> and that's the thing. Right. And I've had that too. I've had people who didn't know anything about my business, didn't know anything about what I was trying to do come to me and say, you're going to end up charging more. I just know it or you're not charging enough. And when I first started, those people got me into creating these offers that my audience, like, that's just not who they are. And that's just not where they were at. Or, you know, and then you go back to them and you like the high ticket guys and you're like, well, it's not selling. And they're like, oh, but you got it. It's like, no, no, (laughs) I know who's in my audience. I know who they are and they value affordability as much as I do. And this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make it easy. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to make it so people can live the life of their dreams. You know me, I want to run my business from an RV. Other people may want to just stay at home with their kids and and make the money they want to make. Like things don't have to be complicated and they don't have to be expensive. And I just want it to be easy. And I love that you agree. I think that's where the real difference is because I, I feel like a lot of the high ticket, really vocal coaches are like, I don't want to live my life in an RV. I don't want to just be able to stay at home. I want to be on a yacht in the Bahamas and like sipping my cocktails. And I'm like, I just, that's not my dream. That's yeah, not that's. And there's a place for it because there's lots of people who do want to do that. That's Mm -hmm. just not what I want. And it's not what I prioritize for how I help my customers. There's nothing wrong with high ticket. It's just not for Mm -hmm. me. Exactly. Yeah. What I get when I get angry is the, the high ticket guys who are trying to tell me that you're not charging enough. Don't you value yourself? It's like, dude, like that's not, (laughs) that's not what this is about. Calm down. I know what I'm doing. I trust myself. Yeah. Those, those ads that are always like, Oh, high ticket is so much better. Wouldn't you rather sell to one person $5,000 offer versus, I don't know, I can't do the math right now, X people for $100. And I'm like, I would rather sell to hundreds of people than one person for 5,000. That would put a lot of pressure on me. (laughs) I'd rather work with it, like make an impact on more people and, and help more people like that. But they put it as like, a, your answer should be the one person for 5,000. I know. And this could be a whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so important to talk about this pricing mentality when we're talking about courses. And we were talking about my low ticket offer and how thing, right now I think everything is under $50. And I may put some $97 offers, but I don't like to go higher than that. And I think that that's something when you're creating your course, because that's a whole nother conversation. Like, don't let the noise get you, right? Don't let the noise get you. You have to stay true to yourself. If you want to hear noise, talk to your audience about what they want, because at the end of the day, they're the only people that matter. Nobody else matters. Mm -hmm. And if you have an audience like that, then great, go for it. They're going to tell you what they want. And I want you to do that. If you have other people who are like, you know, this is what I spend on stuff, or this is, this is where I see it, then do that. Don't let the other people tell you it. You know what you want to do. You know what your audience wants. And if you want that confidence, that proof, talk to them, ask them what they want so that you know you're creating something that they're willing to pay for in a price range that they are 
yeah, no brainer. Here's my credit card. Take it. Cause that's how you're going to have the impact you're here to make is by helping people. And you can't do that if you can't get the course into their hands. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been so amazing. I just love talking to you. I, I feel like, yeah, we could have like multiple episodes on so many different things and go even deeper into everything, but thank you so much for being here. I, I know this episode is going to be amazing and we'll have all of Samantha's links in the show notes. So you can go sign up for her free challenge, check out her membership and all of her other offers and connect with her. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at theterrorread.com where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.